You're listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker & Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. Bart Baker is one of the most dependable insurance brokers in the Western United States, as designated by Goldline Research. He has served on Farmers Insurance Group's President's Council for nine consecutive years and is a top-of-the-table qualifier of the Million Dollar Roundtable. Bart is a highly sought-after speaker and trainer and he was featured by Farmers in its National True Stories campaign. Bart co-owns B.W. Baker Insurance Services with his wife of 37 years, Wendy. As a Los Angeles County firefighter, Bart witnessed firsthand the devastation that can occur in people's lives without warning. Now retired from the fire department after 20 years of service, Bart continues to protect people and their assets by picking up where firefighting left off with insurance. Bart and Wendy built their business and raised their three children in Malibu, California, where they still reside. They are generous supporters of the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, as well as the Lighthouse for Women and Children Shelter Program. He is the author of two insurance books. The first, If an Elephant Sits on You, Are You Covered? How to Talk with Your Insurance Agent to Be Properly Insured. And the second, The Breakthrough Insurance Agency, How to Multiply Your Income, Time, and Fun which is currently the number one best-selling business insurance book on Amazon. Please welcome Bart and Wendy Baker. Today we're in the home of Bart and Wendy Baker, uh, successful uh, agency owners uh, with the B.W. Baker Insurance Agency in Malibu, California. You know, it's uh, welcome to our program. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Wonderful uh, to be here. You know, it's a little misty out, and uh, I guess the, the song, It Never Rains in Southern California, is... True, apparently. It just missed in Southern California once in a while. Yeah, uh, especially in Malibu. I don't think we've had rain in Malibu for months, which is um, okay. Except unless we had um, this drought was over, it would be a different story. Drought, has that, has that impacted your business uh, here in, uh, in Malibu? <laughs> you know, I think the only way it's really impacted it is that Malibu has always um, been very concerned for brush fires. And the drier the brush, the higher the concern for brush you know, fires coming through. So that's that's really to the extent. And nowadays, of course, we have water rationing, and that's that's no fun for the garden. Yeah. But um, that's about it. Yeah. Well, I noticed uh, in your resume uh, that you used to be a firefighter. Tell me about that. How did you get into fire uh, fighting fires? I was. I was a fireman with the uh, Los Angeles County Fire Department for about 20 years. And uh, it was kind of a need of uh, necessity. As my wife and I were uh, fairly recently married, and we needed to get into a business that um, had a little more opportunity to make some income. And um, I discovered the opportunity of being a fireman and really just got lucky, you know, joining in somebody with no fire background, uh, being a Caucasian in Los Angeles County, it was like hitting the lottery, you know, back at that time. Um, But fortunately I got in and the fire department schedule is such that you work 10 days a month, 24 hours a day. So there's a lot of, um, time off. So during that time off, um, you know, any fireman out there is either going to work overtime or look for another 
type of a business to be able to make some extra money. And, um, you know, fortunately, having that time off um, allowed me to explore things like the insurance business. When you were fighting fire, now, were you out in Malibu when you were a firefighter or were you in Los Angeles uh, proper? Um, initially, um, it was in Southgate. So that was, you know, a very nice part of Los Angeles. Um, it's changed a little bit since the um, since that city was formed. And after that, moved out to Malibu and then promoted out to Silmar and then back out to Malibu. And the majority of my fire career was in, was in uh, Malibu. Now, you grew up uh, in Los Angeles. So where did you both grow up? Uh, Wendy, where did you grow up? I grew up in West Hollywood. Yeah. And Bart grew up in Laurel Canyon. Yes, which is also the Hollywood area. Yeah. So we actually met when we were uh, about 12 years old. And um, so we, um, to be honest with you, I fell in love with her the first time I met her. Yeah. And um, kind of, you know, went our separate ways after a while, got back together um, um, in our very early 20s, and we've been married ever since. So did you go to school together in uh, elementary school? No, or, no? no just we're just a, kind of in the same neck of the woods. Yeah. And what, uh, what did your parents do uh, uh, when you were growing up, Wendy? Well, my, parent, my mother was in the jewelry business, the diamond business. And they had about six to eight stores all throughout Los Angeles. And that's what she did. Um, my father, I never knew. So basically, I was brought up by my mom. Yeah. And uh, looking at uh, the notes that I gathered before a meeting, and Bart, I couldn't read your writing. Uh, what did your father do? Sure. Well, my family was in the restaurant business, and um, they owned uh, a, a restaurant called the Wear Inn, which was on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And then they had the Old World restaurants and um, the Source restaurant, um, and they're all in, in the um, Hollywood area. Now, did you uh, work there in the restaurant? Did you have a, one of those dirty jobs that uh, that you felt like, uh, boy, I want to do, I want to go get a job, you have another career, exactly. so I don't have to go back and do this? Yeah, you know, I think I had all the dirty jobs, you know, for sure. But I got to tell you, being a kid, the best one was being a valet parking attendant. Really? Yeah, there, there wasn't any more fun than that. Yeah, what's the perks with being the oh, valet parking? Well, first of all, you made some money, but you got to drive all the cool cars that came around. So at a 16-year-old kid, that was the best. And you met all the celebrities. Oh, that's for sure, yeah. So yeah. They, had, they had the type of a restaurant that a lot of the in-crowd Hollywood would, uh, would, would go to. So I was able to, you know, park the cars of like Pat Boone and Evil Knievel and, you know, just some, some real Hollywood uh, type stars. So that was, that was a lot of fun. But the restaurant business is a very tough, labor-intensive, no vacation not very well paid unless you have a you know a real thriving operation and uh, we did well but it, it wasn't something that I really gravitated towards so you both had experience of uh, being in a family business and also being self-employed in business for yourself and and I'm gathering that was one of the attractive things about the insurance business when you came across this opportunity well we've always owned our own businesses we rarely have ever worked for anybody we've always felt that that was a better way to make the most money is be in charge of your destiny. Before, um, when Bart was a fireman, I ran the insurance company the days that he worked. And every business that we've ever done together, we've owned it. So we were responsible for the outcome. What was your biggest struggle when you first started out? Uh, uh, you know, if, if one of the persons listening today were just thinking of starting a career in insurance, what was the biggest struggle that you guys faced when you first started out? 
You know, first starting out with the insurance business, um, how most agencies are structured is a commission-based existence. So without having any sort of a base to go by, um, just making any sort of money to speak of uh, right off the bat was the toughest. What we had going for us in the beginning is that I still was a fireman with the, uh, with the county fire department. So we had some money coming in, you know, from that. So at least we know that we had the, the basis covered. And um, as Wendy said, she ran the business when I was at the firehouse. And when I was off, I'd um, take care of uh, meeting with clients and selling insurance. And she'd continue to run the business. Um, but the, 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 the biggest struggle was getting any sort of mass behind us building the book. You know, we started from you know, having a, a single policy. You know, where today we have 8,000 policies. And, and we put each one on the books, you know, one at a time. What was your first policy? Was it a homeowner's policy or a car policy? Or? Sure. So our first policy um, was a home policy uh, that was actually a home auto and umbrella. And um, I actually remember the family that we, you know, that we did that with. But that was our, that was our bread and butter was just going for the, uh, the auto home umbrella, um, going to meet the clients in person, see their home and just make sure that their needs were, you know, filled properly. But the the transition for us, so the real defining moment that uh, made an impact in um, our career in this business was a call that I got one day uh, from somebody asking if we could insure Rolls-Royce. So you know, I told him, sure, you know, of course we could insure Rolls-Royce. And to be frank, I hadn't insured one up to that point yet, but it was a car. I knew we could do it. So went to Beverly Hills, met this man, and he gave me a packet and he said, um, this is coming up in a couple of days. If you could put a package together, I'd really appreciate it. So I went back to the office and found that it was a fleet of Rolls Royces and found out later that this person was the personal representative for a Sultan and that these vehicles belong to the Sultan. So that package was $150,000. And it was by far the biggest thing that I've ever seen. It made a huge difference in our, um, you know, a, a, a beginning in the business to be able to get a little cushion in the bank. But more importantly, what it showed was that there were people out there that paid a lot of money for their insurance. And from that day forward, the two of us just, you know, needed to figure out what it was that we needed to do to be attractive and to service that end of the market. I would say that another struggle was starting a business in Malibu, which is a very small community, and having people trust us to insure their homes and their autos and their lives with us, and we just started. And they would probably wonder, well, are they just going to do this for one year, two years? Can we trust them? You know, they're new into this business. So it was very difficult to gain the trust from people in Malibu, from the community. And even our, some of our closest friends wouldn't allow us to insure their things because they didn't know, because he was a fireman. So they didn't know if this was just a fly-by-night type business. And I remember really struggling with that, really working hard to be consistent and honest and, and a value to them in our community that they can trust us. And, you know, slowly year by year, we did gain the trust, you know, through community involvement, like belonging to sports teams and different clubs and PTA things. You know, people 
saw our, our integrity and they did slowly begin to trust us. But it took a while. I'm going to say it took a good five years to really start getting, you know, the business from our community. And once that happened, the doors opened up. Then word of mouth, and then everyone said, "Oh, you have to go to Bart Baker. You know, you can trust him. He has, he's running a great agency." But it, it, seriously, it was difficult, and you had to be patient and wait for that. You know, here in uh, Malibu, of course, uh, across the rest of the nation, when we hear of Malibu, we think of fires or mudslides. Uh, have you had any uh, incidences? That have well, affected you and your clients? Uh, yeah, it's interesting is that when we first started the agency, it seems that our underwriters um, felt the same thing. So <laughs> this gave us a little challenging um, submitting business because they felt that everything was either going to catch on fire or slide down the hill. So we took a lot of, um, you know, personal road trips with underwriters, you know, coming out and literally driving the streets and hearing comments and said, well, this isn't as bad as I thought. You know, I'll let you do this street. You can go as far as the red mailbox there, but no further. And, um, you know, slowly but surely, we're able to show a track record that we were able to be profitable. But um, we have had our share of um, total losses. Um, and when we get the big buyers that come through this community, which we've had, unfortunately, we've had a couple homes burned down. Um, and we get some floods occasionally from tidal waters and from mud flows. So um, in this community, we have more potential than somebody that lives in the middle of the city to have an incident occur. So, I mean, it's always important to be insured correctly, but I think if you live in Malibu, you have to spend even extra um, attention to that because you know, the, the odds are a little bit higher. Well, tell me a little more about that. Uh, if you have a client whose home has been damaged with fire or been damaged by a flood and you are, they have your insurance, you have their, they have your insurance with you and, and you go out and help them. What's, uh, tell us that experience uh, when you're able, you're the one showing up with the checkbook to help put things back. Well, it's very difficult and it's sad. It's emotional. We've had a big fire here. Um, I think we lost like seven homes and you know they had they literally ran out of their houses with their child in a car no clothes you know no purse nothing and they would pretty much come straight to our office and then you know taking care of their needs and helping them you know just getting the community together and it's devastating we've had that experience and the great thing about our agency is, is that everyone in our office really cares. We all pull together and we help them as much as we can. And we have a great farmer's insurance is amazing the way they pay claims. I mean, they, in the big, especially the bigger fires, they are there so quick with their check and to help them get housing. And they have, what, what is that called? Well, that emergency motor home that comes here? Right, well, I'll share. I'll share a story around that. So Farmers is the largest carrier that, that we write business with. Um, being in Malibu, they are not willing to write in certain areas like beachfront and up in the canyons or very high value dwelling. So we have to go out for that. But for the most part, we do write with farmers. And when they have a catastrophe, a significant event, they actually have a catastrophe bus that's a self-contained um, large bus um, you know, probably seven-figure vehicle that is connected to the internet via satellites and that has adjusters in there with checkbooks that are willing to um, and able to write large checks right on the spot. So our first significant claim um, occurred in 1994. 
when we had the very large Malibu fire come through. Malibu that day lost over 350 homes. And we had a house insured for the Hayes family, which I had just got finished insuring about three months prior to that. And Mrs. Hayes, um, when I first started doing business with her, um, you know, what Wendy was talking about, um, she knew that we were new in the business. But she liked us and she, you know, put her trust in us. And, you know, I remember her looking at me and said, Bart, I know you're going to do the right thing. And so when I saw that her house burned down, um, you know, obviously I was, I was really concerned. But Farmers was out in the community the very next morning. And I met with the adjuster, took him to the home. He saw that it was a vacant lot that was still smoldering and hot. And we went back to his, at that point, it was a trailer. We didn't have the nice big buses that we do now. But he opened up his checkbook and he gave me a check for well over a million dollars within 24 hours. So I find that the really good carriers, you know, operate like that. But um, personally, I haven't found anybody better than than farmers, you know, for doing that. Um, So the trepidation that we had back then has been totally alleviated where I can actually meet with the client now and have 100% confidence that if something significant happens in their life, that we will be able to step in and put them back together, you know, very, very quickly. And because we've had that personal experience and we have the confidence, we're able to transfer that confidence now to the client. And I think that they really get it. And plus being here now for almost 27 years, um, the word's gotten out that we do have integrity and that we do write with, you know, the very best, you know, carrier that's out there. And um, because of that, we get an awful lot of business. So you've uh, obviously had uh, real world experience and you've even uh, put some of your experiences down in writing and then written a book recently. Tell me about the book that you've just recently written and, and released. Sure. Um, well, we've actually had two and I'll share the first one is the first book that um I wrote was called, If an Elephant Sits on You, Are You Covered? And the title is a metaphor for the elephant being the weight of the world. So that if something significant happened and you feel the weight of the world on you, are you able to have the weight transferred over to a well-funded insurance company that writes checks and makes everything all better? Or are you going to feel that weight for potentially a significant period of time? So what the book actually teaches is how to be properly insured in all the main line of businesses that we write in personalized. It doesn't get into commercial, but it's very anecdotal. So it talks about claim stories that I've been involved with, you know, well over 25 years, what went well and why, and what could have gone better had they had the right endorsements. So you could look at a chapter for Umbrella, for example, and find out the right endorsements you want for that or auto long-term care whatever it may be. So it's been very beneficial for, I think, clients to learn more. And it's also been a good introduction for us that we can now meet a client, introduce ourselves and say, by the way, I'd like you to have a copy of my latest book on how to be insured correctly. And it's, it's, a, it's a good positioning statement to, to start the relationship with. Yeah. And the second book that you just... Uh, sure. So the second book is called The Breakthrough Insurance Agency, How to Multiply Your Income, Time, and Fund. And that book was really written for two purposes. For one, as a way of giving back to the industry that I've been you know, so blessed to be a part of and to show agents how they can position their 
agency and how they can operate in order to create a referral driven agency and create a customer experience that is going to be such that they'll have high retention and continue to get referrals. Because we've always believed that um, you are much more efficient in operating by referrals versus marketing. So we take our marketing budget, for example, and invest it back into the client rather than trying to make cold calls and you know being the caller, we want to be the callee. We think that that's a, a much better position to be in. So that book is um, in essence, you know, teaching um, agents how to operate like that. And the end goal is to create a agency that operates to serve all of the clients' needs that they're looking to get filled. Because I believe that if you don't do that, going into the not too you know far future, that we will become irrelevant as the consumer is segmented into the types of clients that are commodity-based, where it's all about price, versus the client that wants a consultative relationship with an agent with a very well-trained, properly structured agency to handle all of their needs. And that if they don't get that, the client will search for that and find it. So the book is, at the end of the day, um, you know, written to create that type of agency so that the customer can have that experience and stay with that agent. And the name of the two books uh, are? The first one is, If an Elephant Sits on You, Are You Covered? And the second is The Breakthrough Insurance Agency, How to Multiply Your Income, Time, and Fun. And they're both available on Amazon. Thank you. Thank you. If uh, you, know, you have obviously had success in, uh, both as a family and also in a business, uh, if you had to look back over your years in business together, are there any things that you would do different uh, you know, and reflecting back? I think that looking back, we would have treated it more like a business, hired more staff, delegated more. At first, we did everything ourselves for a couple of years, good three to four years. And, you know, being young and learning about business and not being really educated in business, um, we learned that the hard way. So figuring that out and hiring staff and, you know, growing that part of the business is really something I wish we would have done sooner. How do you uh, find it's best to balance uh, the relationship between work and, uh, and home? Uh, having some experience being in a family business, of course, uh, you sit over Thanksgiving dinner and visit about uh, work. How do you separate well, the two? We don't talk about work um, in the bedroom. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, we, that's a for sure. We've made some some, some rules over time, mm -hmm. and of course, it was trial and error. But um, we do find that when we are on vacation, we don't talk about business. Um, when we're at home, it's it's. Wendy has an interesting. Um, the view on that, which I really appreciate, is that if I've had a long day and I come home, you know, she does allow me a short period of time to unwind and, or shall I say to download and get out what, um, you know, what's, what's, what's going on. And then it's like, okay, there's a glass of wine, relax, you know, the, the, the store is closed. And, um, and that's, and that's been very effective. So as far as our, our, our home life, um, you know, we have been able to figure out, I think, fairly successfully how to make that happen. And then at the office, we're just very um, 
clearly delineated as to who does what. So Wendy takes care of all the finances. She takes care of um, you know everything with um, you know human relations and um, and the and, and the running of the office. And so I don't step on her toes with that. And it's my job to bring in um, the business and to um, build the relationships. However, I think that because she is so active in the community, she has probably brought in more business than I've ever brought because the phone rings and says, hey, I talked to your wife. She said to give you a call. Um, but we rarely um, work on the same um, process or, or subject in, in the office. Well, right. also you train the agents, the producers. He does all the training with them, sales training and, you know, how he wants them to come across. So you do that as well. And then I just basically manage everything. What's your uh, personal creed uh, that you have either individually or together? Uh, kind of the, the personal creed that you follow when it deals with conducting your business and, uh, and uh, sure. your relationships with others. Okay. Well, as far as the business, is that always do the right thing, no matter what. I believe in the golden rule. And I think that if I tell my customer that something is so, then it is. And if I was mistaken, I have to make it right. And sometimes that could be expensive, but you know, it's it's the it's the way that I believe that you have to operate on. And um, you just have to have complete integrity at all times. So mm-hmm. everything that you um, you know think, say, and do has to come from a place as to is this the right thing for the client? And I found that operating in that way, there's there's never a decision that has to be made. And when I talk to my staff, um, you know, I, in essence, I tell them that they always have my full backing, provided that they do the right thing. As long as it's the right thing, you're never going to get into trouble. You know, I'll never second guess you. And then as far as, and this is my perspective, but I think your question was as far as our relationship goes, that's interesting. So we've been married about 37 years, absolutely adore my wife. And I think that as long as um, I you know, can make her happy. They say, um, a happy wife, a happy life. And that seems to work really well. Now she mentioned to me that you bring tea every morning and wake her up. Is that every morning? Okay. Uh, I didn't know she told you that story, but yes. I, yeah, I did. Cause I think it's so sweet. It's, um, it's a great way to start the day. Yeah. Uh, from your experience observing your family and business over the years and uh, did your mother or father uh, give you any advice when you were growing up that you uh, kind of kept uh, maybe set it aside in your, your formative years, but th- you keep circling back and say, you know, uh, what uh, they said uh, still, ring- well, still rings true? Sure. So I'd, I'd say I'd have to go with my father on that one. Um, unfortunately, I asked my father when I was pretty young. I was about 16 years old when I lost my dad. But I remember that he always had an incredibly high standard that um, if you weren't giving your 100% best um, at all times. Um, He knew it, and he let you know that it was not acceptable. But I did ask him one time for what his secret of success was, or that if he were to give me a secret for success. And, you know, being, I think it was, you know, 12, 13 years old, I I don't know where I came up with it at that time. But um, he would always give me an answer, whatever I asked. And so he said that, um, he said, you know, son, the secret of success is to start and continue. And I just filed it away, so that doesn't sound like much. And I just went off to play whatever it was. 
but I can't tell you how many times that that now comes back to me when I am facing challenges and I'm, you know, deciding on what to do is, you know, I, I do hear his voice come back and says, you know, you started, now you continue. And I find that that gives me the motivation to plow through the roadblocks and the, and the uh, challenges that I would be facing at that time. Uh, Bart and Wendy Baker, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you and seeing your home and your business and uh, great to make your acquaintance. It was thank a pleasure. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.